Hi, and thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope that you've been enjoying learning about all these concepts, how to change our relationship with our kids, how to change our relationship with ourselves, how to have healthy boundaries, how to have more compassion for ourselves. All of these things boil down to one main concept, think, feel, do. Our thoughts or the way that we think creates how we feel and how we feel is the emotion that then fuels what we do. So if we want to change anything in our lives, it starts with our thoughts. If you would like to take these concepts and implement them, not just listen to them and think, okay, that's lovely. That's interesting. If you really want to have it change your life, it starts with implementation. Come to my free workshop, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Parenting on November 23rd and 24th with an open coaching call on November 29th. A recording will be available for everyone who registers. I hope to see you there. Bring a friend. Hey, I'm Crystal, a certified life coach and mom of four. In this podcast, we combine radical connection and positive parenting theories with the how-to, life coaching tools and mindset work to completely transform our relationship with our children. Join me on my journey, unleash your inner parenting expert, and become the mother you've always wanted to be. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and rate this podcast on Apple and check out my transformative monthly membership for moms in the show notes. Hi, and welcome to today's episode, The Important Things, Connection and Manners in Teens with author Brooke Romney. Brooke Romney is a writer, speaker, educator, and connector, and she has been published in the Washington Post, the Deseret News, and a host of other online publications where her pieces have been read millions of times. She published her first book, I Like Me Anyway, Embracing Imperfection, Connection, and Christ, which has changed the lives and perspectives of thousands of women and men all over the world. Her most recent book, 52 Modern Manners for Today's Teens, is now out and helps parents and teenagers adopt fresh perspectives and doable strategies for living a more successful and connected life. When she is not writing or mothering, you can find her in a good book, volunteering in the schools, or on a walk with a friend. Hey, Brooke, I am so excited to welcome you to our podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Crystal. I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah, so I have been following Brooke for a while. Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself, but she is an author. And she. Um, one of the things that I love about her Instagram is all of the tips that she talks about manners for teens and communication with teens and connection with our teens. And since how all I ever talk about all day long is connection with kids, I was like, oh, I have to have her on. This will be awesome. Um, so first of all, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. So I'm a writer. Um, and I'm a mom of four boys, and I kind of have married the two things together, um, both things I love so much. And I love connecting with people. I love being able to help them um, maybe see a situation differently, um, kind of like you and I talked about a little bit, telling a better story to ourselves mm-hmm. and to our kids and just giving them the best chance for success that they can have. And then giving us the best chance we have for enjoyment in motherhood and feeling fulfilled um, in all ways, like so that we're whole people and that we're creating whole people. And I like to share my insights through the written word. Um, I also speak and I've just had such a great time being able to share things that are the most important to me. I didn't think this would be my path. And I just feel really grateful that um, we have a world that's interested in things that are really important, that build relationships and help all of us feel more love and feel more success in our daily life. 
Yeah. I love both of those two avenues that you talked about. And I feel like your books really do exactly that. Like one is like, okay, let's figure out how we can achieve more purpose and joy in our motherhood and our life right now. And then also how can we help our kids? And I love your quote of whole people creating whole people. And that kind of summarizes that whole, both of these things are important. Um, so let's start with the first one, our, ourselves. And that was also your first book. So tell us a little bit about um, your first book and your journey. Yeah, that was exciting and kind of unexpected. I, I've been writing for a long time and I wanted a way to help the things I'd written get to people in a way that was impactful. Um, I feel like in like our modern world, you know, you see an Instagram post and then you see a blog post and things like that, but there's no like full story. And so you might read, you know, 160 words that I write, but then not hear the rest of it. And I just wanted a way to be able to communicate some of the really incredible lessons that I've learned through mostly difficult experiences that have allowed me to... Uh, the subtitle of my book is Embracing Imperfection, Connection, and Christ. Yeah. And I feel like I've had a really very ordinary, but very cool path in discovering that. I was kind of a perfectionist. I had an idea of how I wanted my life to go and how I thought my kids would be. And and things just didn't go like I planned. And it just has taken... It took me a while to find the joy and purpose in the way that it was instead of focusing on what wasn't. And mm -hmm. I thought, boy, if I could speed that process up for any woman out there so that she could start feeling joy and purpose you know, early on in motherhood or during the hardest times, like I would just love, love to share that message. I love that because I think oftentimes we do like feel stuck in our motherhood and we're like, there has to be more than this. Like, what is the purpose of all of this? Because we have our kids and, and for the first few years, we're kind of just busy, like doing all the like poopy diapers and sleeping and nursing and all of the difficult stuff. And then we get to a point where we're like, is this all that there is? And like you, I think a lot of us can relate to, we thought our life was going to be this way. And it actually feels like this way now that we're doing it. And how do we find our purpose again? Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey in finding your purpose again. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it came from distancing myself from outward validation mm -hmm. and just looking inward. And instead, you know, it's taking a huge step back from comparison, um, focusing more on relationships, um, enjoying like learning from others and growing with others. And then also like getting uncomfortable, doing things yes. that you know you need to do uh, for yourself and for others, even if it's not what you want to do. Um, going through difficult times and saying like, I've got this, I'm leaning on Christ, I'm leaning on others, I'm learning so much about myself. Um, and it can be just such a joyful experience. You know, like it's, it really can. And we went through something really difficult really recently. And if it had happened, you know, like six years ago, I probably just would have been sitting in bed bawling, which I did do for a minute. But then I got up and said, you know, how, like, how does this, how is this part of my story? And how is this like an incredible mm -hmm. part of my story? And what can I learn? And who can I touch? And how can I be the person that, I know I could be through it. A lot of times, um, I don't know if this is like a real thing, but a lot of times I take myself out of difficult situations and almost like distance myself, like looking like from a yes. bystander's point of view yeah. and say like, 
who would I want to be? Like, who would I want to see myself being in this hard situation? It's really helped me. It's helped me a lot when things are hard and when kids are, kids are hard and I'm not perfect at it. Um, but I'm also okay with that. I'm also okay with like steps, um, to becoming better. And you know, whether you, maybe I lost it, but then I apologize. So that's like a step in the right direction. Yeah, totally. I I call that like becoming the observer, like of our brains, mm-hmm. right? We like kind of zoom out and we're like, hey, what's yeah. actually going on here? Because when you're so close to it, it's like you're looking at it with a magnifying glass and you can't see the whole picture because you're just looking at this like one blade of grass up so close. And when you can like drop the magnifying class and kind of zoom out and you're like, okay, wait, how do I want to show up here? How would I want to have somebody show up for me if I was in a, you know, in this situation, yeah. then it can help us have so much more power in that situation. For sure. And I think it gives us so much more compassion too, as I'm looking mm-hmm. on something and I'm like, wow, okay. Like maybe you didn't want to do that. Maybe that wasn't comfortable. Maybe that's not what you like maybe it's not the situation you hoped would be happening, but like yeah. standing ovation for how you got through that or how you navigated that relationship or what you said when you really wanted to say something that was not kind or not helpful, you know? So yeah. And I think it's also important to note what you first did. You were like, I still did sit in bed and cry. Cause I think that's totally. always part of the journey. And I think when we think like, oh, but I should always be able to know how to respond and respond positively and happily to every situation. Like that's not actually true. <laughs> that won't actually no. ever happen. And so totally. um, having that emotional release and sitting there with those feelings were a necessary part for you to be able to move on the way that you did. Well, it was interesting because someone said, oh, why didn't you tell me? And it was funny because I actually had an answer for it. You know, like, why didn't you tell me sooner? You know, I would have loved to, you know, help or whatever. And I am a huge fan of being open and getting support. Um, But I also, like the answer that came out of my mouth was, I actually needed to process. I needed to process. I needed to pray. I needed to figure things out. And I also wanted to figure out the story that I wanted to share. Because I wanted it to be one that like was true, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it, it can still be partially hard and sad, but it was, by then it was less venting and frustration. And it was more just like, this is what's going on. And this is how I'm pushing forward. And this is how I feel. And this is how I felt. And it just felt like a much more, you know, productive way of going through something hard. So... Yes. I love that. The productive way of going through something hard. So you still allow the feelings and the situation is still not gone away, but you're able to be productive within that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's move on a little bit to talk about um, your newest book, um, because I would love to talk about um, all things teams, how we connect with them, kind of why you wrote that book, why it's important, all of those things. Yeah. As well... This book started because I was observing some teens, including my own. I always throw them in there because Mm -hmm. they are not immune to regular teenage behaviors. And I realized that what has happened because of our like highly connected, like digitally connected society is teens are missing out on the ability to observe. And so Mm. we were able to observe as, as kids, like we didn't have much of a choice. Like, unless you were reading a book, you were pretty much watching what was going on around you. And they are in phones, they have AirPods in, they are not getting those same experiences that we got to observe the world. And so as I was watching, um, the first one that I noticed is my, one of my sons had friends over and they were in the basement and I realized they had just texted to come into my house. Like they didn't ring the doorbell. Like they didn't say hello to me. They just texted 
Like they texted my son and then they went downstairs to the basement, hung mm-hmm. out all night. And then when they left, like I was sitting on the couch, they had to pass by me to leave and they didn't say a word. Their mom was like, their mom had texted that she was in the driveway and they just left. And I was like, oh goodness, I bet my kids are doing the exact same thing at other people's houses. <laughs> you know, we need to like make sure they know, like you greet the people in the home. Like when you leave, you say goodbye. Thank you. You know, just so simple. Um, and as I started doing that and I shared that tip on my Instagram and people were like, oh my word. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, and then I started like, my eyes were kind of open to all these common sense things that our teens were missing out on. And I realized it's not that they want to be jerks. It's not that they don't want to do things well. They just don't know how. And I am a huge believer in the fact that our kids want to be successful. And if they're not, they are, they have barriers, whether they don't have the information, whether they can't process it, whether they haven't had an example And I thought, what if I put all these tips together so that the kids can read them? So they have, because a lot of kids, when you say, hey, will you make sure you do this? They're like, oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. They're not mad about it. They're just like, Mm -hmm. it never even crossed my mind. So now we have this flip book of all like 52 tips that can help. Like one of my most touching comments about this was um, a mom has a child with autism. And she said, I have been trying to figure out how in the world I teach him social norms. And she's like, here's 52 social norms to just help him on a path of knowing what to do and how to do it so he can be like, have a better chance of success. So now we have this book and it's been just amazing. Like the things I've heard, the way that it's affecting families, the way that it's changing lives. Um, and my most important reason for writing this was not so that parents had an easier time. Was it because, was it, it was because I wanted teens to have a better chance at being successful. And I think yeah. when you relate well in the world, you get positive feedback. As you get positive feedback, you get increased confidence. When you have increased confidence, you're braver, you're more open, you're more willing, and opportunities come. Um, one of my kids is, is especially good at relating to like friends, parents, and really kind to siblings. And if there's an invitation to be had, he usually gets it. Because if the parents are going to bring someone along, it's going to be someone like that. So he gets those opportunities. He gets those fun experiences. And what if all kids had that chance? Whether they take it or not is fine, but giving them the opportunity to have that is important to me. I love that. I, I especially, I want to go back to what you said in the beginning of that conversation is that you noticed that they weren't get like seeing that input because it might be so obvious for us to be like, well, yeah, like obviously that's what you do, but that's what we learned to do. We weren't just like, we didn't just come out of the womb and be like, now we know how we're supposed to interact with people, right? It's It was right. a learned behavior that we learned. And that now that our world is changing and how techno- technology is changing our world, um, that we have to kind of relearn and figure out how to do it in different ways. And I love that you were able to not only notice that and kind of work on it, but then help so many people. I love your common sense teen tips that you share on Instagram. Um, and I love this idea of this book, which I haven't ordered yet, but now I'm super excited too. I also have a child with autism. And it didn't even occur to me that um, those social norms would be so helpful um, actually having it written out like, okay, wait, this is like, this is what you do when this person says this, you do this. Um, Yeah. So I love that. And then you like practice it all week, right? So it's not just one thing. It's like, this is how you introduce yourself when you don't know people and let's do it. Like, here's your challenge all week. You have to introduce yourself at least one time to someone. And it's just been really, it's been really useful and really helpful for families, which is the only reason I do what I do. Like I, it just brings me so much joy to know that there's kids out there who are doing life just a little bit better because of it. 
Yeah. And I love your why also, right? I love like hearing any author's why of like, why, what's yeah. the purpose behind this? And so having, putting those kids up, getting them to have a little bit more success and a little bit more confidence um, will really help perpetuate. It might seem like such a small thing, um, but lack of self-confidence can be huge and it can be really detrimental to their further success in life. So I think that is huge. Well, it was so fun. There's actually been a couple of different moms who said, I wasn't raised in a home where my parents knew these things and they didn't teach them to me. And I actually am not quite sure what to teach my own kids. Like I just didn't have that example in my life. And so they're like, I'm learning them along with my kids. And I feel like we're like setting each other up for more success. And I just, you know, when I started posting these tips, I had a message from a gal who said, I went to an expensive prep school in New England. And these are all the things that we learned. And I was like, You shouldn't have to go to an an expensive prep school to be able to function well in society. Um, And how cool that for 20 bucks, like there's a, you know, you get those things that help you feel and be successful, like in daily interactions. Yeah. And I love the practice tip too, because it kind of becomes muscle memory, right? If we just like Mm -hmm. read it and then don't do anything about it, then it's not as impactful as if we read it and then we practice it all as a family and, and I love the idea. I love the messages that you're getting from people and how it's been helpful for them, even when they didn't like necessarily be raised in a family where that was modeled, because it really is all about role modeling the behavior to our kids. And we can't role model that behavior if they're like focused on their phone or they have their AirPods yeah. on or they're off at school. Like we want to be taking the, that time to teach them and to role model it as well. And we can't role model something we don't know. And yes. so to be able to say, Okay. And honestly, in the tips, there's probably 10 that I don't do very well. Like I've learned, I've seen my husband do them well, but they're not that natural to me and I don't do them that well. And they're good reminders for me. Like I, I could be better. I could do better. Mm -hmm. I should show this more often. Um, the other thing that's been really successful is for parents of teens who aren't interested in family discussions and like learning from their parents. A lot of times teenagers, when parents try to teach them something, it feels kind of rude. Um, Mm -hmm. this has been very, um, like it's not one side or the other. Like it's not coming from a parent. It's like, Oh, look, thousands of teenagers don't do this. So there's no like charged feelings or like, Oh, you're trying to be mean, or you don't think I'm polite. It's just like, no, this is our new book. Um, and then for those who really aren't interested in a family discussion about it, um, a mom messaged me and said, my kid never wants to hear anything I say, but I came down and he was like reading the book. So it can be like, it's better if it's family and you're role playing and all that. But if that's not a possibility for your family, it's sitting out and they can just look at it because I really think deep down, every kid wants to know how they can be more successful. Yes, I totally agree. And I think that we can set them up for success. And just like you, like I don't believe that a child ever tries to be bad. Like they are, they're lacking skills or there's something going on behind the scenes that's making them not be able to do that. So I love how you noticed what was going on, why it was lacking, and then did something about it that not only helped you and your family, but helped so many other families as well. Um, so tell us a few of your favorite tips in your book. Well, the one, so the very first tip is introduce yourself. And that is just like, if you are with a group of people you don't know, introduce yourself. It tells them how to do it. And for me, that is a tip that I think would, that will change lives. If I would have learned that, I didn't learn that until I was living all by myself and had no friends and had no option to do that or not. Like I had to introduce myself, Mm -hmm. but I was like, what if you started at 12? And there's a teacher who read that tip to his class. And on the back, there's a little bit more information. It says, 
you know, most people in this world feel alone. So anytime you can be a connector, like you're a gift. And he had 10 people stand up and clap because they were like, yeah, like we all feel alone. Like introduce yourself to me. And I just thought that was just the coolest message. Um, oh, that is. But there's a Connection others, is something like, we're really missing, especially with everything that's going on in the world. And so I love that that was the first one that you decided to share with us because connection really is key. And whatever our kids can do to try and help other people feel connected and then in turn feel connected to those people as well. Yeah. So, and there's a few others. Um, one that's like a little bit different that I love is when someone asks you what you like to do or what you're into, have an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says like, there's no right answer. You can yeah. like anything and you can change what you like at any time, but have an answer. And I was sharing this with someone on an interview and she was like, I was still asked that like when I was dating in my late twenties, like, yes, just figure out your answer to that one. It's so helpful. Um, yeah. Pitch, pitch in is a big one. Like, uh, if, if people around you are working, like you shouldn't be sitting, see what you can do and Mm -hmm. don't leave until the work is finished. Um, one really important one for our day and age is nothing online is private. Um, and it just, it really like, it just lays it out really bluntly. Like if you would not be okay with your parents, their parents, your principal or a future employer reading what you send or the picture that you send, don't do it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so those things are important. Super, super important. Um, Okay. One of the things I love love that you talk about is connecting with our teens. So you talk a lot to teens and from that perspective, but then also to the moms. So um, I would like to end on with this one question. Um, If there is a mom who feels like they're kind of struggling, maybe they have one of those teens, like you mentioned that the mom messaged you that isn't super into family discussions, maybe isn't as communicative with them. Um, What can they do to help connection? Um, The first thing that I would just say is that it's never too late. Our kids want to connect with us, even if they don't act like it, like they are desperate for connection. And you look at even like adults who are still looking for their parents' love and approval, and it just never goes away. And so your, your kids want to be connected to you. So it is not too late. And then the second one, especially if they're a difficult kid, I think sometimes it's worth the efforts to try, to try and prescribe a life that you would like for them to have and, you know, really encourage those things. But if they're really pushing back, um, just start looking for the good and start complimenting them as often mm-hmm. as possible. You will absolutely floor them. They won't even know what to think because they're so not used to having significant positive interactions, especially if they're doing things that aren't very positive. And so start small, notice every single thing and you will start to see some of the ice melts they'll start to open up a little bit more often um, when they start seeing you as someone who sees them as their best self. I think there's a there's absolutely time for correction as a parent. Like that's why we're here. Kids are not ready to do it all on their own. Um, but if you're struggling and if your relationship is struggling, I just always suggest to start with the positive and then start taking steps from there. Okay. That's so, that's just awesome because coincidentally, that is actually what my workshop is on this month. Focus on the good. Because our brain like just amplifies all the negative, right? We're like, they don't like to talk to us. They scowl, they, whatever, like it's it's just going to pick out all of those tiny little things. And then it's Mm going to discount any of the good that is happening. So as we switch that and we're like, Hey, even just tiny, tiny little things. I love your um, 
advice of start small. Just starting small and focusing on the positive will help to amplify that. And when we can increase that connection with our child, our influence is so much greater. Um, I was listening to this story one time. I really want to find it. So I actually have like the real story. But um, anyways, there was some sort of study done on like how to share, how how to increase the chances of your child having the same values as you. But it was based Mm -hmm. on like making them Republican or Democratic. So it was like, if you want your child to be Republican or Democratic, then this is how. And it was the basically Mm. the how was like, if you have a great connection with them, they are so much more likely to share the same values that you share. And so I love everything you shared because that's exactly what I was thinking was like, if we want our children to be influenced by us, if we want them to notice, you know, the, if we want to model that behavior to them and have them actually be influenced by that behavior, it all starts with this connection piece. And if we are struggling with that, then just start small and start focusing on just anything positive that you see. Yeah. I always like, like when parents are struggling, I always say like, would you want to be your friend? Like Mm -hmm. if you were your child, would you want to go to you with hard things? Would you want to go with exciting things? Would you want to go to you with questions? And if the answer is no, then it's time to switch things up. So, oh, I love that. That is like the perfect little spot to end on. Would you well, want to be you. friends with you? I love it. So <laughs> ask yourself that. And if you're struggling with your teens, make sure you go follow Brooke. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how people can connect with you? Awesome. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm pretty active there. Um, Brooke Romney writes. And that's probably the best place to find me for the books. Um, both of my books are sold on Amazon and on Deseret Books. If you're in Utah, you can find the teen book in Costco, which is awesome. awesome. So that yeah. is great. Thank you so much for coming on today, Brooke. Thank you so much, Crystal. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you give it five stars on Apple and check out my monthly membership for moms in the show notes. Hi, and thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope that you've been enjoying learning about all these concepts, how to change our relationship with our kids, how to change our relationship with ourselves, how to have healthy boundaries, how to have more compassion for ourselves. All of these things boil down to one main concept, think, feel, do. Our thoughts or the way that we think creates how we feel and how we feel is the emotion that then fuels what we do. So if we want to change anything in our lives, it starts with our thoughts. If you would like to take these concepts and implement them, not just listen to them and think, okay, that's lovely, that's interesting. If you really want to have it change your life, it starts with implementation. Come to my free workshop, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Parenting on November 23rd and 24th with an open coaching call on November 29th. A recording will be available for everyone who registers. I hope to see you there. Bring a friend.